0: You're tuned in to the KNGI Network, and it's time for Viper's VGM Show. Good evening, one and all, and welcome to a brand new edition of None Other Than Your Wednesday Night Spectacular here on the KNGI Network, and I don't know why I said that, because it is the only Wednesday night show here on, I think I said uh, KNGI Network confusion has struck here on the show, uh, because, I don't know, something's set in the veins, because we are playing you the music from... Let's be honest, some good stuff in here as well, but uh, a lot of shovelware slash okay-ish games mixed in, because we got a unique theme going on tonight, but because of that, there's confusion in the brain. Gonna have to forgive me. This is Vipers VGM Jet here on the KNGI Network. Welcome to the show, and what a way to start it. Sounding like a confused old man, because, well, what started off originally as an still technically is an episode because it's my birthday soon and therefore I thought I'd do something related to it, it actually instead morphed into something far different, which is, well, it's a show about games released on the 19th of August, guess the significance, um, but that's not all that exciting in of itself. What I think has been the exciting part of the show is, as I say, picking from a rather eclectic selection of games, and um, getting some good music out of it. And there's still some stuff worth playing here, even though I've mentioned uh, not all of it's the best. There's some pretty good games in here as well, all things considered. Some stuff I was surprised released on uh, on the day it did, but because of that, we have the first two tracks for you there. Uh, kicking things off from Inner Space, the first game released historically on the 19th of August on the Moby Games list that I have here. Not to say that nothing else would have been before, but given, how sparsely released games were before that point, point. it seems a bit unlikely, but still, uh, even then, it's still a pretty late start to the list, I guess, because in 1989, Inner Space was released. That was the cassette tape release, which would have been the budget release here in the UK, and that was the Game Completed theme. So I had to start with that for two reasons. One, because of the whole it was the first one thing, and two, uh, we gotta give a shout out to the SID ship, because it's very rare that you can go wrong. Despite all purpose, is currently complaining about the chat room. It is very rare that you can go wrong with a SID chip track. Great stuff there still, uh, even if the game itself is apparently not the best according to critics at the time and even modern day website goers, but still some great music there. After that we had a track from Game & Watch, various Game & Watch games, uh, all of them have the same title theme, that was the title theme, from the DSiWare versions. A bunch of those got released in Japan on August 19th in 2009. That would have been the day I actually got my own uh, DSi for the very first time, but I would not have had access to any of those games and still never have. That was pretty much uh, one of those, there was a lot of DSiware that completely missed me. I got, I got a decent amount, but a lot of the good stuff I completely skipped over and only had about years later through the 3DS and the like, so uh, the Game Watch games on there, as well as the uh, Club Nintendo exclusive Game & Watch collections they put on cartridge, really never got around to those, and it's a shame, because I think I should, especially given that I now know that information. Yes, welcome to tonight's show. Thank you for joining me, if you have done. I appreciate it, even uh, with the last minute announcement, and, well, the very last minute of the show, to be honest. I anticipated on giving this much more preparation than I did, but I don't really have an excuse. I just... Haven't got around to thinking about it yet. I've had a week full of stuff, and that's not a busy week. I never specified that. But we've been doing a lot of cool stuff regardless, and one of the other things has been getting ready for Friday night show as well. So lots of stuff on the plate. Once again, not going to say busy. That is absolutely not what's going on. It's been very chillaxed. I can't use that as an excuse. But, anyways, yeah, we're still going to get into some great music for you tonight from some. Middling to somewhat surprisingly good games to some actually really good games. So, first of all, we've got a track coming up next for you from Mythmaker's Trixie in Toyland. But later on in the show, we've got music from games including Jetpack, Joyride 2. We've got probably by far the best release on the day. We've got Tales of Zilia 2, uh, that was released on the PS3 in America on the 19th. We also have some Dance Dance Revolution solo bass mix, some Arcana Hearts 3. And even, yes, it's uh, one of the one, one, of the few ones I remembered without having to look at a list. That year was an interesting time, to say the least. We had Metro Prime, Federation Force. Uh, we got some music coming up from that one in the next music break as well. Otherwise, a pretty boring day. But this marks the start of maybe some more shows that I want to do like this in the future. Because, as I mentioned in the blog post at the time, and I'll just recap in general... There's a lot of fun to be had in looking through a list of what is effectively almost a jumble sale of games, just anything and everything, you know, early on you get some really weird budget price releases, Um, I mean, I I mentioned 1989, the first one was a C64 game, but then afterwards you get later years into the realms of shovelware, all sorts of junk. but there's still some fun to be found from finding the good bits, finding the merits from those games, and therefore I think just picking a random date every now and then and going for it does introduce some interesting concepts, because I found some great music from the show already that I never anticipated when I looked at this list like a week or two ago and I went, oh boy, I've got to find some stuff from this. Like there's a couple games that immediately stuck out to me, like of course I remembered uh, I remember Metroid Prime Federation Force, it's a Nintendo game, it might have some good music. Arcana of Heart 3 was also one I was familiar with ahead of time, and I know the Tales series, but I don't really know much more about it, but they were initially the standouts, but I still found some great stuff from all of the titles that we're featuring on tonight's show. So, all in all, uh, we've come out of this quite well. So as a result, might do more of these in the future, but yeah, this initially just turned from, haha, early birthday celebration in a weird way, to, huh has turned into something far more interesting than I ever anticipated it being and I've got to say we're probably not going to make much small talk about any of the games on tonight's show I've not played a single one to my knowledge I think nope not played a single one so this is going to be very difficult in that regard so instead uh, I'd like to give a huge welcome to everyone down in the chat room that is kngi.org forward slash discord because I'm sure we are going to go on any trial conversation that we happen to stumble across tonight in the chat room a big old hello to everyone currently listening in over there we've got nicholas Herman, jamie it's purvis and pocket lorry and i believe a kefki is around as well hello if you are listening if you're not then not sure this creates like some sort of cosmic causation loop and i don't really want to think about that right now but uh, hey if you're listening to the podcast that's cool too of voice if you're listening in live once again cangio.org forward slash discord why not message us as well on x don't really know why you'd want to but it's x.com forward slash vipers we've also got Mastodon if you're feeling a little bit more sensible that is vipers chair at the space and with that welcome to the show proper what have you been playing what have you been up to uh, any cool music that's released this year or voice gaming news that you want to talk about that all up for grabs on tonight's episode so feel free to let me know and I'm sure I'll be talking about my own gaming habits during the week uh, through the course of this episode so fingers crossed uh, you have something exciting to talk about too because all the music might carry the show tonight uh, certainly the chat room of the real MVPs and uh, e- even if You're carrying on the conversation in your head with me, but you're not here. Uh, You're still here in spirit, that counts to me. Anyway, thank you for listening. Uh, Is that a fan I hear, Viper? Yes! For some reason, my active voice cancelling isn't working. I found that out about 30 seconds before coming onto the show. I'll try and figure it out uh, during the music break. Genuinely thought I'd fixed this on this PC, but I guess not. It's got the exact same settings that I have on the other one, and yet it's still there, Um, so who knows. Anyways, I'll let you all ramble amongst yourselves, and while you do that, let's get on to the music from MythMakers Trixie in Toyland, uh, a game, if I remember, I have some somewhat unfun trivia to discuss with you after the music break and afterwards an OC remix. for I actually play remixes on this show. I don't know why that is, I just don't really tend to all that much, but the original's good, but I much prefer this OC remix of... Operation Golem is the name of the remix itself, but originally it's the title theme from Metro Prime Federation Force. So let's jump into it. This is Vipers VGMture, we're live here on the KNJ Network, and we're celebrating my birthday very early in a way which isn't very celebratory, it's just just a little bit depressing, but we're going to make the best of what is actually a pretty good situation, to be honest with you, with some great music, and I say that. if you want discount Stuart Copeland Spyro, then you've come to the right place, right here on Viper's DGM chair. Completely different songs there. I'm sure you can agree, Kicking Off the Block was not a track from the original Spyro the Dragon trilogy. That was actually a track from, technically, here we go, Mythmakers, Trixie, and Toyland. That was track one. Why am I hitting you with the technically? And uh, once again, nothing to do with the whole, haha, is it Spyro joke. Um. So here we go. This was one of the bigger games, in my mind, that was released on August 19th. Uh, because Trixie and Toyland is one I instantly recognised from the list, released in 2005. Um, reason being is it sticks out to me for one reason and one reason alone. It's a it's a member in a series of games which claim to be completely unrelated to each other, but are in fact incredibly related to each other because they are all. Members of the Shovelware family, one, one and all—they all fit into it perfectly together. And uh, the most famous game in this franchise, uh, well, let's actually not start there. There's others like Billy the Wizard, I think Rock and Roll Racing, something like that. I can't remember the exact name of that one. And you've got none other than Mythmakers Trixie in Toyland. Now, you might not have heard of any of these games, but you know what game you will have heard of from the lineup. That's right, Ninja Bread Man! For those of you not familiar with these games at all, uh, they are all reskins of each other, completely shamelessly. Just uh, change out the main character, change out the textures, but keep everything else intact. Job done. That is really all the changes you have between games. Ninja Bread Man, as far as I know, was the first one in the lineup, and it then just spawned and spawned from there all the way through 2005 and beyond. So, in particular, I think it was the PC release of Trixie and Toyland that came out on this day, but uh, technically the game didn't come out at all on this day, because it's barely anything different from Ninja Bread Man. So much so that that track and all the music's from Ninja Bread Man, and the game rip I downloaded, I just re-tagged, because it was originally from Ninja Bread Man. Um, that game, I mean, that that's the default base game. That's the one everyone tends to play when they go back to it. Ninja Bread Man is horrendous and by default all of the games that are just reskins of it are horrendous as well. And in fact, I assume this is still true, but at least at the time, the company was the most active third pub par- third party publisher on the Nintendo Wii. Altogether. Like more than, you know, various other esteemed uh companies like Square, Capcom, Sega, even like Konami and others. No, it was these guys, and I'm going to have to look up who exactly they are, I can't suddenly remember their names off the top of my head. Uh, let's see, MythMakers, Twi- Trixie and Toyland, specifically the United Kingdom Windows version. Uh, it came out way later on all other platforms. Uh, June 23rd, 2006 on the Wii, bearing in mind it was 2005 on the PC, and 2008. 2008 for the Wii. Wow. Uh, as a fourteen percent critical rating on Movie Games this is brilliant, uh, but particular, particularly. Yeah, it was developed by Data Design. Uh, let's have a look at what they were up to around this time frame. Uh, spoiler alert: it is uh, not particularly great. It is just rehashes all the same things. Shockingly, I didn't know it was the same Data Design from back in the day, um, because one of the big facts I knew about Ninja Bread Man was that it was a Well, it was originally gonna be a Zool game, wasn't it? But they lost the license somewhere along the line because the game was that pants. So I assumed that it was the same data design potentially or there was some sort of license or it was some sort of side company to the proper one. But yeah, it it really is the same data design from back in the day. That is wild. Uh, We've got James Pond 2 on here. We've got Rise of the Robots. So many classics, <laughs> so, so, so many great games on here, and yeah, after a point uh, is when we reach. So we we do okay enough throughout the fifth and sixth gen, like we get a little bit. I mean, Rise of the Robots was just where it all goes downhill, isn't it? But we did a couple of the bad Lego games, then a couple Nickelodeon games here and there, and then Ninja Bread Man begins on uh, in 2005, and it's all downhill from here. Anubis Two is another one. Is Action Girls Racing anything related? I know that game's rubbish, but I don't think it is. Anubis 2 is definitely another reskin. Um, yeah, they they were just stuck to this for so long. Someone said the. No way, hang on. I knew Crazy Mini Golf 2 was their last game. It has a Switch port? Come again? Who the hell decided that this needed a Switch port? What? That's crazy live factoids here on Vipers VGM. This is the sort of chat I imagined I was going to get into on this show because uh, you get some interesting tangents coming from all these games I think. Uh, after that was uh, of course an IC remix from Prophetic Music that was the originally the title theme of Metroid Prime Federation Force and that was a remix known as Operation Gollum. Well now we're back. And I don't have an awful lot to talk about, so let's go ahead and have a look at what's going on in the chat room. Resident SD, straight in, straight away. I, I knew the second Zool was mentioned, he'd be in the chat room. Welcome, sir. It's been a zool heavy week this week. Absolutely. I mean, between um, between what is it? The uh, Lotus, <laughs> the Lotus Racing trilogy on the Amiga. Long oh, play episode now available on podcasting services. By the way, um. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I've uh, I've been roped into the Terra player uh, updates slash plugging yet again. Um, but yes, there we go. Jamie did mention it before me, but I wasn't reading chat, so that doesn't count. Um, yeah, uh, between that and now the mention of Ninja Bread Man and Redimensioned being really cheap on Steam and a bunch of us buying it, then there you go. So much mention of Zool. It's insane. Hashtag ad, indeed. <laughs> indeed, SD. Uh, Pocket Lyric says, Isn't the theory of those shovelware platformers that each game is a different set of levels that was meant to make up a full game, hence why each one is a different theme and is also only a few levels long? See, I don't actually know that for sure, because I looked up a long play and I was pretty confident. Maybe, like, the late game does change up, but I'm pretty confident that first level was identical between the two games. I I'd have no idea for sure. I've not played them. Do I intend to play them? No, not really either. Um, but the option is there one day. I won't do it, but you never know. Let's actually have a look. Let's have a quick Wikipedia and see if we can find more on Data Design uh, and in particular Ninja Bread Man because I feel like Ninja Man Bread, yes absolutely, but I feel like that will be the key to unlocking this potentially. Oh yeah, usual. Um, So here we go. Ninja Man started development as a planned entry in the Zool series. Much is actually known about this pitch though it's believed... Oh! Zoo Digital Publishing are the ones who actually own the Zool series. They would have been the ones who uh, were in charge. They weren't impressed by the tech demo, they pulled the license as such. They released it as a standalone game. Oh! Evidence of this being a Zool game is still present, such as Zool-themed levels and items. And a since-leaked intro that shows soul crashing into a planet that closely resembles the one used in this game. Interesting. There was also a cancelled sequel in 2008. You're kidding. <laughs> um, I don't know. <laughs> well, I don't know what the situation with that one is. Uh, although it is, a, it is on the cutting room floor. Let's have a little look at this one as well. Once again, we don't have... An awful lot of uh, stuff to <laughs> stuff to go off here. So, let's have a look. There was going to be an Xbox port at one point. Lord knows why. Um, okay. So, I'm scrolling. Fascinating stuff, I know. Multiple mentions of Zool in here. Yep. Uh, I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why a bunch of them got replaced. But, hey, that seems like a lot of... Uh, Huh. Right, anyway, sorry, this is so boring, I know, I'm just having a little flick through this to see if there's anything worth mentioning. Not really, aside from what you can already tell, so, you yeah. uh, know. Let's get into the pocket alert paragraph, shall we, now? Um. <laughs> oh, wait, no, 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 let's not. Ge- this is so unhinged. I knew this was how this was going to turn out, but I'm still going with it anyway. We're still live, we're still going to have a good time, but... uh no ideas on where this is going to go whatsoever. Jamie says, What are the chances of Zul crash landing in a place filled with sweets once again? Uh, it would be nice, wouldn't it? From what I saw of the reviews of Zul Redimensioned, it seemed like it did go down quite well, minus the fact that the Chupa Chups stuff is gone, which feels, you know, feels like a nostalgia thing, because to be wanting to be marketed to so heavily again and have that be such a part of the core experience does feels strange from an outsider looking in, get it, I've been there with, uh, with things like that, but it, it, it feels all still the stranger. But anyway, it's not all there anymore, but aside from that, I heard it was actually a really good version of the game, it's still Zool, at its core, it was only so good it can get, but with that... Uh this is a lie Purvis, I'll get to that in a second. What are the chances of all? Yeah, so what are the chances of all? I don't know, I need to get back onto this actual conversation. Uh, considering that was good, pretty likely. Hopefully likely, I mean, we had like seven Bubsy games in recent years. It wasn't seven, it was like three, wasn't it? I and mean, I think the license got taken away from the people who were doing it. I think the guys who were doing it kept licensing it out to a cheap studio or um, like a shovelware studio. And then eventually, um, what happened there? I don't know, eventually I think it went to Atari, didn't it? Sounds about right to me. Um, I think it's gone to Atari now, as, as in within the last year, so... Hey, if that can get like three games in a couple years, if I reboot, the, or I remake the came, not even remake, I just think just a port that came out last year that was well received happened, I, I think that would be pretty pretty likely, to be honest with you. Yeah, anyway, Viper would rather do a show about shovelware and reading off the cutting room floor than play a single game that isn't a cart racer or mascot platform. Did you forget last month, by any chance, where uh, where I did stuff other than that? <laughs> did you forget some months where I do do stuff other than that? It is entirely possible to gravitate towards things that you don't... You, you can gravitate towards things that you enjoy, but you can also go in completely different directions as well and I, I attempt to i do attempt to next week's show is completely different as well and um, would i rather do a show about shovel where i'm reading off the cutting room floor yeah because it's different yeah i could do different by playing an rpg or something i'm getting the suggestion here but hey it's completely outside my wheelhouse not only that it's outside everyone's wheelhouse for the most part i feel right that's kind of the point I want to get at here, <laughs> is none of us are familiar with any of the junk on this list. Isn't, isn't, isn't that the beauty of such shows sometimes? <laughs> yeah, these games being on the Switch shop is right at home, I I agree. Um, and Jamie also says, Black Forest Games, the ones who revived the Great Gianna Sisters were really the ones who brought back Bubsy. Or the ones who really brought back br- Bubsy. What does that mean exactly? Uh, You mean they were the ones developing developing those two or three games that they pushed out a couple years ago? Or is it that they were the license holders? Or how exactly does that work? See, funnily enough, we do have a Gianna Sisters game later on in this show. (laughs) In fact, not that far down the line. I think... Oh, it is actually in this block. Uh, That is one of the games. Except it's one of the bad ones. It's not one of the well-received ones, uh, unfortunately. But I think they're a better example of how to do... uh, How to do revivals of games of games people have fond memories of from home computers, but weren't actually all that good, um, has to do it right, so a well, little more power to them, but yeah, I didn't hear those Bubsy games or anything particularly hot, but minus this one Gianna Sisters game, which of course has to be the one I have to play some music from, still good music though. Um, they never brought Bubsy to the Switch, did they really not do that? I'm kind of surprised by that. Anyway um i'll read out the paragraphs because i do have a couple uh i'll read out them in the next segment because hey it's normally the what do we play segment at this point let's be honest it's just divulged into that at this point so we'll get to that before then we've got you two tracks one from arcana heart 3. the console versions were released on this day in well, not on this day, uh, on August 19th in 2011, and we also had some music, oh well, we also have some music from a game released in 2015, 2016? I suddenly forget, great timing to forget I guess, uh, luckily I have the power of scrolling. God, it gets worse the further down you get, and it was already pretty bad in the middle as well. Uh, 2015, this one was released, Gianna Sisters Dream Runners. Let's get on for you two tracks right now, and we'll be back with the usual jibber-jabber in just a few short moments' time. We are back here on Viper's VGM chair. You just had a great track there from Gianna Sisters' Dream Runners, uh, which is apparently more than you can say about the game itself. Once again, never played it. Uh, but I hear it didn't get the best critical reception in comparison to the other recent Shana Sisters games, which is a great shame, but still, fantastic music, as is the case with all of those ones. Ember Snow Mountain, the dark version there, and kicking things off is another game that I hear is very well reviewed, I mean its arc system works, it's bound to be. Arcana Heart 3, Crimson Valkyria, I still don't know how to say it because it's Valkyria with a J instead of an I. Valkyria. I'm guessing it's still Valkyria, but regardless, still not entirely confident on that one. Kana Heart 3 released in 2011 both the normal edition and special edition for the Xbox 360 and PS3, at least here in Europe. I can't remember, it might have been America 2, but I'm not confident enough to say that for sure. A lot of these, even though Moby game says them, I did have to double-triple-check them from multiple sources, and there was one game in particular, Horizon Chase World Tour, which is a fantastic game uh, if you played it on consoles. Uh, That one was first released on iOS supposedly on August 19th, but it was actually August 20th, according to... Uh, most reputable sources, uh, including going back to the company themselves official post at the time. So I had to cut that one from the list, that was a bit unfortunate, but eh, it happens sometimes with these things. Um, but yeah, Arkana Hearts, I'm pretty sure, uh, for all intents and purposes, at least here in Europe, was released on August 19 for consoles. The game itself goes all the way back to 2009 in the arcades, um, but it has a great soundtrack, and it's one of the few games I was familiar with going into this. and. Uh, I must say, uh, I was completely blindsided because my only real memory of this was watching gameplay footage uh, of this game from a YouTuber I watched. It was like, like a kind of review gameplay thing uh, when it came out, and I must have been uh, here. We go. It's my 21st this year, which is I normally wouldn't want to make a huge fuss about birthday stuff. Maybe if it was a day before, do a show, but that's about it. We want to do like these two shows back to back, but once again, it just spawned an interesting concept. But in the case of Arkana Heart, this is one of the few ones I remembered because of that YouTuber. But because I'm, you know, coming up to my 21st, roughly when this came out, I would have been like 7 or 8 when I first saw this game. And I have absolutely no memory of it being as filthy as it is. It is, like, it is pretty, uh, pretty over the line in that regard. Um... So, yeah, researching this game, or at least trying to find music was really interesting, because even the album releases, even the album covers aren't safe. Um, Still, great music. I'm sure it's a great fighting game in there as well. Um, But, yeah, that was the overwhelming thing. I had no memory of it being like that, but I was clearly way too oblivious to have seen any of this when this first came out. But, anyway, great soundtrack. So, Crimson Valkyria there for you. Anyway, we've got all the usual chatter down in the chat room. Uh, so I'll go ahead and we'll read out the quote paragraph. It's not really one, it's about three or four sentences. So Pocket Larry says, "Just be oh, just be yesterday and today. Sonic Mania, that was yesterday. And Sonic Advance 2 SP today." Both good games. Also started with also started Super Mario Bros 3, the GBA version which is the virtual console release with the extra e-reader levels, and I've just done World 1 so far. And I, I know you really enjoyed Sonic Mania, as always. Uh, I heard Sonic Advance 2 uh, SP it was a great conversion for what it's worth. And yeah, in Mario Bros. 3, the GBA... Uh, virtual console version is so cool that it's not just stuck as a fan ROM hack thing anymore and Nintendo did actually acknowledge it. Sometimes Nintendo really do go the mile with extra re-releases and stuff like that and it was nice they did it for the Wii U, it was nice it came back for the Switch and I know that's not the way you're playing it now but it's nice that it wasn't just stuck as something you could download on romhacking.org and did actually get this officially recognized release because it's a load of content that was just expected to be stuck on the cutting room floor for a long time, so thank goodness Nintendo uh, actually did step in and officially release that one, and for a good price, and nowadays um, you could argue it's not a good price on Switch Online, but if you have the service and the expansion pack anyway, then it is just there. Uh, so that's, that's always good to see. Um, you could have... Um, you could have outright bought it on the Wii U until very recently, uh, so that's kind of sad, but... Uh, regardless there is still a way to officially play that one so that is always nice to see uh companies please do better preservation of your games in the future and that includes bonus content which is no longer available uh one day we'll get a we'll get a re-release of those various early dlc based games that actually include the dlc i can think of a couple um and yeah they never really live up to par i also started this new thing of trying to complete at least one picross puzzle a day started with pokemon picross for the game boy color just because it's the first one I got to in my library. Your library of legitimately obtained games. That is right, everyone. Ellery herself hacked into Nintendo, therefore it is her copy. Uh, <laughs> you heard it here first. Uh, not the best Picross game, but still good. No, but for what it is, I think it's really interesting. I mean, for a Game Boy Color game, uh, for one, but for two, even in comparison to the other Jupiter Picross games all the time, I think it's a little more advanced than those. Um, at least, yeah. From the outside perspective, looking in and comparing it to more recent Jupiter Picross games, I think it definitely does look way more advanced. Such a shame it didn't release properly, but these things happen sometimes, unfortunately. But it did deserve a proper release because it is a pretty intricate Picross game for a handheld, uh, a handheld game of its scope. You know, Game Boy Color was a bit of a boost over the Game Boy, but still not really all that powerful at all. So fascinating stuff that they did manage to cram that in. Not a big paragraph this week. It's been kinda Sega heavy. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, We had Purvitz who said that quote, quote, beated Ghost Trick was good. That is great to hear. Uh, Once again, Ghost Trick is still on the list. TM. There's a couple Switch games I need to get through right now. First of all, mascot platformer. (laughs) Haha, it is, uh, it's none other than uh, <laughs> Disney Illusion Island for whenever I get round to that episode, probably the week after next, uh, at the very earliest. Uh, aside from that, I uh, still have got some other co-op stuff to go though. Uh, this isn't on Switch, but still got to finish Halo 2 now that I'm back on my PC, I can finally do that. Not a mascot platformer game, <laughs> not, not, not that I keep coming back to this point or anything. Um, so yeah i got that one to go as well uh, i do have some pokemon left to go uh both the on stream and the off stream stuff um so that'll be exciting and yeah then next week's episode got to start preparing for that on friday when the game releases so uh lots of stuff to think about not much time uh, and somewhere in between there i still got two switch games i want to start um one of which is Ghost Trick, actually. I suddenly forgot what it was. It was Ghost Trick. I'm looking at the message. And the other one is uh, Pikmin 4. I really want to play Pikmin 4. I should play Pikmin 1 and 2 as well. Um, But Pikmin 4 is the priority for me, so I'll do that at some point. I wanted that to be an episode this month as well, but there was just so little time to do things. It's incredible. I, I, I don't know why my schedules are so stacked on both shows for the next two months, and yet they just are. So much good stuff's happening in gaming right now, it's insane and I'm treating this on both shows as the quote gap week to get away from current affairs for a little bit and just take some me time and have a bit more of a chill show and as you've seen that is just stumbling over my words and going on random tangents and yet it's weirdly cathartic and an easy way to unwind in comparison to what I could be doing which is marathoning 10-15 hour games back to back to back to back in order to be able to make shows about them it's uh it's weirdly nice to not have to do that so yeah uh once I get for, once I cut through all that list uh at some point Ghost Trick will be on there uh, much to the delight of many people I'm sure <laughs> a lot of people in my life have been wanting me to get to that one so uh, clearly it is high time so That I shall do at some point. Yeah, uh, uh, kind of heavy Sega week I can absolutely relate to. Uh, As I mentioned last week, I was knee-deep in the Kurohio marathoning, I guess, for last Friday's episode of Pick and Mix, which is, of course, now available on podcasting services if you want to listen to it. The patch is now officially out. Uh, They've already done one hotfix to it and I think the original release that came out anyway was already way improved over my original version that I had so if you were at all interested in that episode it is now available to check out as of yesterday so give it a go if that's of interest to you and you got a PSP but that was like the main core after that I fell off games a little bit uh, the most I did was decompress with Power Wash Simulator trademark. Uh, since I still had to go for the Tomb Raider DLC, finished that this morning technically at like 3 a.m. I count that as yesterday in my body clock, but that is today. Uh, all things considered, even if it is on the complete other side of the 24-hour period. But yeah, uh, that's really been my gaming for this week. And of course, how could I forget? I did stream Pokémon Scarlet and Violet last night um thank you to who tuned into that it is available uh, as a vod on um either the green viper archives the green viper 8 archives on youtube or on twitch we literally just did a grind session so it was really fun it's just been another it was exactly like this i just read chat as it comes in and we just shoot the breeze and yeah it's always weirdly fun to have episodes like this but it naturally works way better with streams so hey it's a little bit of a disjointed episode but we work with it <laughs> it's what we do on this show sometimes um we have fun even despite that if i say fun enough maybe you'll believe it who knows <laughs> anyway uh, what else have we got we were talking about a load of chuck rock um <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Here we go. Uh Purvis said, Arcana Hearts got quickly picked up by my, my crew for a short time and quietly dropped for about that reason. Yeah, it is, it is filth. I just had no memory of this whatsoever, but I was naive child. I wouldn't have known this. And then you look back on it and you're like, oh my god. Jeez, okay. <laughs> Uh, hmm, interesting. It's had like three or four ports since I think it is on Steam now. It's a typical fighting game in that it gets super opa super opa? No, different game. Super ultra hyper championship edition treatment. So it is now available on modern consoles again as well. It keeps keeps on living, but for the most part, uh, yeah, that original release is really the one I remember as well, so it worked out kinda nicely being on this episode, because I had no idea it was a birthday release at all. Like I said, the only one I remembered going into the show was Metroid. Metroid Prime Federation Force. I vividly remember all of the marketing for that game getting dunked on and every time seeing on it. Bold and center. It's coming on August 19th. Um, that, and that, that year was such a great year for bombs on my birthday because we had uh, Metro Prime Federation Force and we had the Samsung Galaxy Note 7 both on the same day. Uh, I did actually get my 3DS on that day as well uh, in 2016. Uh, weirdly enough, I did not pick up Metro Prime Federation Force. I think the original bundle I got came with Mario and Luigi Dream Team Bros, which is what we call it here because we have Bros to the end of all of the Mario and Luigi games for no reason. Uh, it came with that, and I think I had another. Uh, there was like another bundle thing that came with Mario Kart 7. I seem to recall. So I had both day one. Uh, I already bought some stuff as well, so I think I had Sonic Generations and uh, Sonic Boom: Fire and Ice. So, the point being here, I had plenty to keep me equipped on that first day of 3DS to not even want to touch the Metro Prime Federation Force release of a 10-foot pole. And I know retrospectively, people have said it's a fine enough game; it was just horrendously bad timing for it to come out. And if it had came out like even a year after uh, Samus Returns, then it would have done perfectly fine. But just, they were killing all momentum of that franchise between the AM2R uh, takedowns, the lack of a traditional Metroid game and then a lack of a traditional Prime game by making it a minigame collection. It, just, it was all the wrong moves in all all one go and if they just slightly corrected course then I think it would have gone way better for the game but yeah I had no interest in that. I have interest in Metroid Prime as a whole at some point but not especially in Federation Force. Maybe if I really get that integrated. But uh, once again, another series for another day. Metroid is on my list of series starting 2023. That list I always hearken back to. Uh, but it is a traditional 2D Metroidvania and not Prime, so you have to live. You have to live without that one for a while. Anyways, some more music for you now then, and let's hop onto some. Actually, no, let's talk. Jamie just said, uh, since I read all these things through, uh, sorry. (laughs) We'll we'll get to that in a second. Before then, Jamie says, I'm trying to make my way through some games. I came off Red Faction as I kept dying in the game. Slowly, and I mean very slowly, I'm trying to make my way through Pokemon Scarlet, and today I loaded up the Shadow of the Colossus remake on PS4, as I've never completed the remake. Uh, I've been looking at my LEGO games in my backlog also, which are Marvel Avengers, Marvel Super Heroes 2, The LEGO Movie, The LEGO Movie 2, Skywalker Saga, Batman 1, both Indiana Jones games, DC, Super Villains and the Harry Potter Collection, and the Star Wars Complete Saga game. Jesus, you have a lot. About the only three or four you you've seemed to have played in there are conveniently the same three or four I've also played. (laughs) I'm so unfamiliar with most of those. No idea if I will ever get around to playing them or want to play them. I think I have a chunk of them on Steam. In fact, I have pretty much, uh, let's see, I have Avengers, Marvel Super Heroes 2, Movie, Movie 2. Uh, Batman 1, and I think the Indiana Jones games along with DC Super villains on Steam. It was in a humble bundle at some point. Most of those I would not go out of my way to give bunny to, to be honest, because I I have a waning interest in Lego games every now and then, uh, but really not awfully too much. So... Uh, you know, all the more power to you I hope you get through them at some point they are some time consuming games but they can be chill on their own right mainly from the 100% perspective but there's also a bunch of other great reasons to enjoy them too so hope you get through them, glad to hear Uh, you've been enjoying the Shadow of the Colossus remake not familiar with either version maybe that's something to correct in the future Pokemon Scarlet, great game Um, and Red Faction I'm just completely unfamiliar I know of its existence, Uh, I could not say Uh, Such things. Uh, We we do know that, Yeah, we do know that I am a Skylanders person. I enjoy Lego, but my uh, my fare of junk food, children's games has uh, gone to plastic toys that I spent like fifty p on per thing. Uh, Legos, like every now and then, maybe. As I say, you got to have a quota of those sorts of games. Just easy. Uh, I don't care, I just want to put this on today games for when uh, you go, Do you know what, I dumped like 10 hours into story heavy game last night, I need to play some junk, so uh, respect for Lego games in that regard. Uh, I have no idea where they're going to go in with the direction of that franchise because that seems like that's spiralling into something completely different to that category it was really good at, so who knows. Um, yeah, anyway. Let's jump into that music now then, and let's kick it off with a track from Jetpack Joyride 2. Now, I I did really enjoy the original Jetpack Joyride when that came out, but I knew nothing about the sequel, and uh, let's just say I didn't expect it, uh, at least in the musical department, to go this hard. Uh, originally released in, in soft launch territories, as most mobile games do, back all the way in 2021, and eventually... I guess we give it a boo in that regard but it did make its way out to a full official release on the 19th of August 2022 as an Apple Arcade exclusive and afterwards we've got oh man of course it is in the banger slot we've got for you a track from Dance Dance Revolution solo bass mix. Enjoy the tunes and I'll be back with you to end off the show in a few minutes time. Looking for more? Download past episodes of Vipers VGM chair from KNGI.org and all good podcasting services. there we go, that is the end of tonight's admittedly quite turbulent episode of Viper's VGM Chair. Thank you for joining me anyway, I really appreciate it. Uh, The company has been fantastic to have on tonight's episode. We just heard there was a track from none other than Dance Dance Revolution Solo Bass Mix. Is it Solo Bass Mix? I'm not confident now. Yes, Solo Bass Mix! Paranoia Evolution. for that from Jetpack Joyride 2, that was legitimate research. And well, we are back to signal the end of the episode. So once more a huge thank you to everyone who's been listening into tonight's episode. I can exclusively give a shout out down in the Discord server to Jamie Resident SD Pocket Aluri. Purvis, and Kefki. Nicholas the was here earlier on as well, thank you to you. And anyone I might have missed, or if you were lurking, listening elsewhere, listening for other people, no matter how it might have been, thank you for listening as well. Greatly appreciated. Next week's episode then, I did already hint that it's a game that I will need to sink some time to ahead of the Wednesday coming up, and for good reason. It's a game I already built up to on pick and mix a couple weeks ago, and now I'm looking forward to bringing you the whole reason we were building up to it in the first place. This Friday marks the release of Bomb Rush Cyberpunk, uh, one of the best birthday presents anyone's ever given me. Thank you, Team Reptile. You guys are awesome. Uh, I'm gonna be playing a whole bunch of that over that weekend, and. Giving you the lowdown, as well as playing you the fantastic music, both here on the KNGI network, and of course, because it just wouldn't feel right without, we'll also be live on Radio Sega as well. But all that will be at the usual times, so that is 10pm UK time, either on KNGI.org or radiosega.net, regardless of where you decide to tune in, I appreciate it all the same. So that's next week on this show. What's this coming week on Pick and Mix? And, well, it's another self-indulgent birthday episode, but not in the same vein of this this show that we've had right here. Uh, instead, I wanted to originally do a Master System special because it's near and dear to me. It's the first real memory I have at all as playing that console. It's my first, first machine, after all. Loved it to bits, and originally I was looking into getting myself some Master System gear for the day itself, and maybe I'll still do that, but I actually want to sit on the other side of the fence and introduce myself to a console library I'm completely unfamiliar with as a result of my allegiance to the MS. As such, I know nothing about any Game Gear exclusives really at all, so why don't I check them out and play you a handful of songs from those games that? Just barely over the other side of the bridge, and I've never managed to gain access to before now. So join me on Friday at 7pm on RadioSega.net for or for a special birthday edition, not quite, of what I'm calling Learning to Love Game Gear. Um, a somewhat special episode of Pick and Mix, I guess. So feel free to give it a listen if you so like, otherwise I'll be back here on both stations, but here on the KNJ Network at least this coming Wednesday at 10pm UK time for the Bomb Rush Cyberfunk episode. Enjoy that, keep enjoying some more KNGI network programming including Nitro Game Injection coming to you this Friday at 11pm UK time slash 6pm Eastern. Uh, but before then we've got one more track to go for for you from Tales of Zillia 2 as requested by Busy Lizzy because I knew nothing not only about the Tales series, uh, minus some key exceptions, I, I certainly didn't know any of the songs from this soundtrack, so I thought, hey, why not, uh, Why not? when you're unfamiliar, why not take it over to an expert? So here we go, a track from Tales of Zillia 2. Now, it's the opening theme known as Song For You. Thank you for listening. If you have been. I have been the Green Viper and this has been another episode of Viper's VGM Chair. I'll catch you all next week on both stations at 10pm UK time, at the usual time that is, or I'll catch you on Pick and Mix on Radio Sega this Friday at 7pm. Otherwise, thank you as always for joining me on the current edition of my VGM Chair.
1: 明日なてかした
0: You've been listening to Vipers VGM part of the KNGI network. Visit kngi.org for more great gaming content.